Hello, you're listening to the Secret Keepers Club podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here as always. My name is Carly Aquilino. I'm your host, and we have a great episode for you today. We have some celebrity gossip, some news going on, some emails that you guys sent into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. And I'm excited about it. I have, I hope you all had a great week. I have been running around like a crazy person doing so much stand-up this week because I have a show coming up that I'm not announcing yet because it's not like I haven't signed anything for it yet. So I don't want to jump the gun there. Um, but I'm just getting my set together for that. I met a bunch of you. So thank you guys so much for just coming out to shows. I appreciate it. I have a show coming up at city winery in New York city, um, with Jesse may in, uh, October. So if you guys want to come to that, you're more than welcome. Excited to meet you. Excited to see you. And, um, yeah, I met some of my girlies out and, and my, and my Edwin. Hi, I love you guys. You have no idea how excited I get when, when I meet you guys. I'm like, these are my people here and you're always so sweet and nice and cute. And I just, I can't get enough of it. So I appreciate you all. Thank you very much. And I'll let you know about that show that is probably happening when I can. Hopefully by next week, I'll be able to tell you guys about it. But um, yeah, I did that. I um, went to a bar the other night with my friends and I bumped into this guy that I used to hang out with a million years ago. I mean, a million, a million years ago. And oh my God, my friend made fun of me because we were like walking out to begin with, like, and I saw him and I go, oh, hey, what's going on? He's like, Carly. <laughs> oh, my God. And then we were talking really quick. And my friend made fun of me when we left because I was just so not. Ha- I was like, girl, I-, I can't fake it anymore. I can't do this. I went to him. I go, well, it was good to see you, buddy. And I just like patted him on the shoulder. <laughs> And I just walked out because I'm like, the Uber's here. Why am I pretending I give a shit with it? Come on now. Come on now. He was like, are your, uh, your, your parents, are, are they in the eye of the storm? Asking me about the damn hurricane. I'm like, sir, I haven't spoken to you in years. Relax. Okay. Sorry, guys. I'm, I'm just sipping my coffee. The first coffee that I made today. I'm such an idiot and I keep doing shit like this. Um, Do you guys do stuff where you're just like, what was I thinking? I have this, you know, canister that I keep my sugar in and then I refill my little sugar bowl for my coffee, uh, like when it runs out. And it turns out, I didn't realize till I took my first sip of coffee this morning that I mixed it with salt. And so I was drinking, I was like, oh my God, this is the most disgusting shit I've ever tasted in my life. And it was, it was salt coffee, Jesus Christ. But um, yeah, so that was funny. I got a special, uh, you know how companies will send people packages. I got a special one, you guys, and this is not paid advertisement, but I have to tell you guys about it because it means a lot to me. It means a lot to me. You know, those candles, those, uh, that brand of candles, it's called DW candles. They sell them at the mothership, TJ Maxx, Marshall's home goods, you know, the damn candles. Okay. You have the candles. Well, they reached out to me and they said, can we send you some candles? And I was like this, I mean, the way that I fangirled 
when they sent me this message, I was like, you don't understand how much this means to me. And you just made my day. I love your candles. I've owned almost every flavor. They were like, okay, well, tell us what flavors are your favorite. I said, surprise me because I know I'm going to love it. I know I'm going to love it. I love anything that comes out the door from, from a TJ Maxx, anything that's in the aisle at the TJ Maxx. So I said, surprise me. And what did they do? They sent the gorgeous, stunning candles. And the one that I have burning right now, I haven't been really lighting candles because Stanley is a psycho and you never know what he's going to do. But I got one. I, I put it in a spot that's just way out of reach for him. There's no way he'd be able to get up there. Um, but the one I have now is it's white sage. I'm like, what is white sage? Sign me up for that. So shout out to them. And again, this was not a paid. This was not a paid plug. I just had to tell I had to tell my friends about it. I told my friend last night, I'm like, do you understand that the candles that they sell at TJ Maxx, they sent me four candles. This is the most monumental thing that's ever happened to me out of all the PR packages. And I've gotten some cool PR packages before. No, this one mean this one really means the most to me. It's I'm getting that much closer to working with TJ Maxx, which is my goal. I was talking to someone the other day about how much I love TJ Maxx and he just didn't get it. Some people just don't get it. He's like, it's a mess. I was like, it's the greatest place on earth. And if I ever get married, I want to have my honeymoon there. Some people just don't like the chaos and they, they, um, they don't think it's fun. But to me, I'm just like, give me, give me all of it. You guys already know how I feel about TJ. But yeah, special shout out to them. That's the exciting thing that things that are going on in my life, you guys. Very exciting, riveting stuff. But we have some celebrity gossip I wanted to talk to you guys about. This thing that I just saw today, which I was like, oh my God, this is probably the worst apology a cheating man has ever released. Um, Amber Rose, I love her. I've always loved her. I've worked with her a few times in the past and she was just always so sweet and nice and she's stunning, stunningly gorgeous. She's one of these people like, you just can't help but stare at her. She's unbelievable but she got cheated on 13 times it says by her boyfriend right and she talked about it on instagram which i never really know how i feel about that to me it's like if you have a problem with your boyfriend what what are you getting out of you know putting it on instagram i don't know it's just never been really my thing, but I guess everybody has different ways that they cope with it. Maybe she was like, I want people to know that he's a piece of shit. Maybe she's like, I want these girls to know that I know what they've been up to. Cause she saw apparently all the text messages and stuff like that. Um, or maybe she's just like, I, I want people to know I'm single. Who knows? Who knows? But I don't blame her. You know, it's just not my cup of tea, but Hey, I love, I love to read about it. Um, so she had posted this thing about she's tired about, you know, she's tired of getting cheated on and all this stuff. And this man really, I mean, men will do anything other than apologize. They will do anything. They'll jump through hoops. They'll jump through hoops. And um, let's let me read some of this to you. He said, I woke up to this shit, man. I thought shit. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm reading this like completely upside down. I woke up to this shit, man. I thought, shit, I got caught. I've got caught before. You know what I'm saying? But she's just had enough, obviously. Okay. So now we're learning that the first times that he got caught, he didn't care enough to stop doing it. Okay. And then 
he's like, I love her. Um, and then he said, this is what bothered me. He said, um, I love her, but I also love myself. That was the conflict. It was my desires. I would give in to my desires and I desired other things at times. So it's just like, okay, so you're justifying cheating because of what, because what? Because what? I'm so sick. I can't. That is the worst apology I've ever heard in my life. But bless her. I hope she finds someone, Amber Rose. She seems like such just a good person. And I, and I, have always liked her even back in the day. I don't know if you guys remember, she was dating Kanye West. She was like his first, I would say public girlfriend when he first came out in the public, just like became popular. And he always said the nicest things about her, um, that she kept him humble and she kept him grounded and all of this stuff. And I, I love her. I just think that she like deserves the world, but sometimes, you know, there's just people sometimes, and I'm not saying this exclusively about Amber Rose, but there's just some people that that's who, and I'm guilty of it sometimes myself, that's who you gravitate towards is, is the bad people because we have this like nurturing quality to us by nature that we're like, oh, I'm going to fix him. No, I'm going to fix him. Is he a bad person? Yes. Is he the worst person I've ever met? Yes. Am I going to fix him? Yes. And then cut to your posting text messages on Instagram. You know, we always think we're going to do it. I, I've done it before many times in the past, countless times. So I can't knock it, but I think that there's just sometimes you gravitate towards those people where you're like, no, this is my, I'm going to, I'm going to fix this person. Uh, but I gave that up. I'm not fixing anybody. If you don't have your shit together, I'm done. Okay. Oh, by the way, for those of you that asked about the damn thing living in my wall, I had somebody come yesterday and they put stuff down. So who knows? Who knows? Who knows, you guys? This is, I guess, I, I got into an argument with my landlord because I told her a million times, there's something here. There's something here. And then she's like, well, this is a part of city living. I'm like, girl, I've lived in the city on my own since I'm 18 years old. What, what are we doing here? You're, you're saying she gave the kind of apology that this guy gave to Amber Rose. It was just a non-apology. Justifying the behavior. And no, she's not wrong. There's, you know, stuff. I, I've lived in many apartments where you have bugs or you have something crazy. It's especially in New York. You never know what the, what the fuck you're going to get. But it's her job to take care of it, you know? So thank you guys for those of you that checked in. There were a few of you that sent me messages that were like, the, telling me that there was a squirrel that lived in your house. <laughs> to me, I think that's cute, but they don't belong here. They don't belong here. And, and I really do know that if anything, even like if there's a fly in here, Robert just eats it up like a damn frog. It's so bizarre to me. It's so bizarre. I don't think cats normally do that, but he just eats them. I'm like, you're gross, but I love you, my husband. Um, and that's that. There's a hurricane happening. My parents were supposed to come over today, but they ended up not doing it. They were supposed to collect this mirror. I still have the, the broken mirror on my floor from last week, if you guys were, were tuned in to that. But they'll, they'll, they'll find you know time eventually. It's fine. I don't care. Uh, what else is going on in celebrity news? Oh, of course, we have to talk about Channing Tatum and Zoe Kravitz dating. 
Now I've heard back and forth. I've heard that they're filming something together, which I don't think that's what it is. There were so many like paparazzi shots or just, you know, pictures people took on their cell phones of them out and about in New York city. So it wasn't just the bicycle picture. It was, they were different days in different outfits yesterday. They were walking around a park. So to me, you, you guys are at least banging. You know, and God bless, because I hope that they have a baby together because, oh, my God, can you imagine? Can you imagine how gorgeous that child is going to be? And I want to be invited to some type of a holiday there. Like, let me come to Thanksgiving because you have Zoe, her mom, Lisa, who's looks her age somehow. She never aged. Then you have her dad, Lenny Kravitz, who is so hot. He wears the most accessories. And then you have Jason Momoa, who it's like, throw me through a wall. Throw me through a wall. I don't care. Jason Momoa, throw me off a building. That's like the hottest family I've ever seen. So it only makes sense. She should be with Channing. Do I think she's, I think she's actually like cooler than him and hotter than him. And I don't think many would disagree, but this is like my romance that I've been like, oh my God, I never knew I needed this. I love them together. It makes no sense, but it somehow makes sense. I've been freaking out about this for days. I saw, um, I saw Zoe Kravitz a few weeks ago in the city and she's so stinking cute. She's so stinking cute. But I had made a TikTok about it. Um, and... I was just like, this is the thing, like, this is the most exciting thing that's ever happened to me, ever happened to me in my life. But yeah, you guys, let's get into some of these listener emails here. Let's see. Oh, this one says, I'm just going to start from the top here. This one says bath mat. I received this text messages from my roommate after I forced her to listen to secret keepers club. Okay. Let's, let's read it. She's her roommate texted her. I met a guy tonight and he said he has multiple towels and a bath mat and sheets and a comforter. I was like, okay. So, okay. This is amazing. I love seeing stuff like this, but it really does crack me up. The thing that <laughs> the thing that's so funny about it is we've, the bar is in hell. We've become this thing where we are asking guys when we meet them, do you have a bath mat? Because that's really just the criteria of dating. I will say the last, the last uh, two, three guys that I've like, you know, dated or gone to their house or whatever, they all have had bath mats, several different towels, um, always, you know, sheets and stuff on the bed. If I went to someone's apartment, they had no sheets on the bed. I mean, that's a whole nother level of just, you don't care. You don't care. If you don't have sheets, dude, what are you doing at night? See, it's a different species, I swear to you. But I'm happy for your friend. He sounds like a keeper, imagine. Okay, now let's get to this one. This says, girl, am I going crazy? 
Good day, Carly and Robert and Stanley. I'm so excited for your new pod coming out with Jesse May. I've always wanted to write to you, but I never had a reason I thought was worthy. Well, today I jumped right on my laptop to write to you because I am so confused. For context, I'm 23-year-old female. I've been single for about a year, but the last person I dated was a guy and he was super controlling. I think I was just super lonely because of the pandemic and I just dealt with him wanting to change everything about me. I dumped him like four times before it actually stuck. Before I met him, I had been single for three years. I dated a guy in high school and was super in love, but our paths, we are, we parted, our paths parted ways and I'm happy to see him happy in life. And I know he feels the same for me. I'm about to graduate college and I'm actually interviewing for a position at a research lab next week. Oh, so you're like a genius. A researching what? I feel like if, what is a research lab? Is that, I know you have microscopes. I want to know what you're researching. And you guys, you know that I'm interested in stuff like this. So you have to give me just a little more detail. If you're saying I work in a research lab, I don't know what you possibly could be doing. And I need to know. And I'll give you the, I'll give you the, you know, applause that you deserve. So she says, anyway, my current issue is that I've been talking to a guy for about two months, although we just barely started hanging out two weeks ago. We had a few fun casual dates and then one of them, he pulled in and kissed me. I felt sparks like I hadn't in a long time, actually since my high school boyfriend. Our next date, we had dinner and we were supposed to go see a movie, but it was sold out. So we actually watched one at his house on a projector. Mm -hmm. I know what's going to happen. You watch, oh, the movie's sold out. I guess you could just go to your house. Okay, girly. I know what you did. And I haven't pre-read this email, but I'm going to tell you, I already know what's about to happen. So we watch one at his house on his projector. So cute. We banged. <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. I knew this was going to happen. And his dick is so big. Oh, well, good for you. Congrats. I actually started developing feelings for this man. Don't say actually. We knew you were going to start developing feelings for this man. This is the recipe for developing feelings for this man. He's being cute. You guys banged. He's got it. He, you know, we know. I actually started developing feelings for this man, but I'm getting so many mixed signals. Just tonight, he semi-invited me to a concert. His text read, I might have a ticket for you tonight if you're interested and work isn't too much. This was after he said, when am I going to see you again? And then he proceeded to tell me that he had concerts to go to the next three nights and was leaving for camping for a week. I also told him that I had work training to do for my interview next week, so I wasn't able to see him tonight. Then he invited me to this concert. I, I am such a picky person, so I really don't want to just end things. Wait, I'm so confused by this girl. All right, let me finish it. Let me finish it. Uh, I'm such a picky person, so I don't really want to end things because I'm severely confused by his planning skills. Just wanted to get your advice on how to navigate when somebody doesn't flat out say what they want from you. I feel like I never dated. This quarantine really did a number on my social skills. Thank you. And kiss you right on the lips. Okay. Okay. I'm really having a hard time figuring out what, what he did wrong. Because he said to you, when am I going to see you again? He liked, he very clearly, to me, he very clearly likes you and wants to hang out. He said, when am I going to see you again? And then he said, I have a ticket tonight if you're interested and work isn't too much. So he is acknowledging that you mentioned that you were busy. 
you mentioned that you had to, you know, train for your interview or whatever. So I think that he was just extending the invitation and the off chance that you would say, you know what, screw it. I'm going to, I'll go with you if you have an extra ticket, or maybe he was, you know, wanting you to say, oh, maybe I'll go to the concert tomorrow night, but tonight I'm busy. It sounds to me like he's trying to make plans with you. I will say it's really nice to date someone that is like, Hey, do you want to hang out Thursday? Yes. I want to hang out Thursday. Okay. Um, is eight o'clock good for you? Yeah, it's good. Okay. I made a reservation at this spot. Do you know how rare it is to find a guy or a girl that does something like that? Whoever's planning the date, it's so hard to find someone. They're always just like, oh, well, yeah, what do you want to do? Okay, cool. Yeah, I guess we'll talk then. And then it's like, well, do you know any places to go? Um, sir. No, I don't. I want to go to Dave and Buster's and I want to go to TJ Maxx. And if you're not going to take me to those places, get out of my face. But I think that he just might not know how to make plans. And, and I think it's very, very common. I can name probably on, I can name probably on one hand, the amount of guys that have been um, good about that. So I, I don't think that this is a mixed signal by any means. I think you just kind of have to take it for what it is where he's trying to hang out with you. He's trying to see you. He's trying to make plans with you. So you might as well just either tell him like, Hey, I'm really busy and I have a lot of stuff going on coming up. Um, just let me know what days during this week might be good for you. And let's try and plan something ahead because I don't really like, I'm the same way. Like I don't like last minute plans. There's this guy that texts me all he, this man texts me probably four or five times a week. Okay. And it's always Hey, come meet me at this spot. I'm already here. And I'm just like, dude, the, the way that I need hours to prepare for something like this is insane. The way you think I'm just, first of all, anywhere near you and I could just stop by is crazy because I don't even live. I live in a whole different borough. I live in Brooklyn. You're in the city. And I need time to prep. I need some prep time mentally. I need to know what I'm wearing. I need to take a shower. I'm like, you're texting me when I'm in bed with my cats watching a freaking murder mystery makeup Monday by Bailey Sarian on YouTube. Okay. I am not in the headspace to, I'm trying to find out, I'm trying to solve a damn mystery, sir. And you're asking me to come meet you at a, at a restaurant that you're already at. And every time he's done, it, I'm like, dude, you have to tell me beforehand if you want to hang out, this is insane. And we never hang out. We never hang out because it's always so last minute. And I am so, maybe I'm a little, um, <laughs> I'm just a little uh, stubborn. Cause I'm like, no, if he wants to hang out with me this bad, where he's texting me four or five times a week, then he should pre pre-plan it. And I'm not going to go back on that because that's something you have to set the precedent when you first start dating somebody that this is what I need from you. And this is what I want, even if it comes down to scheduling. So I would say to him, if I were you like, listen, I'm really busy. I would like to know like a couple of days in advance if you're, if you're free, cause I want to see you and don't, you don't, you're not going to be rude about it, but just like, I really want to see you. Let's plan things ahead. That way, the nights that I do have free, I don't make other plans with my friends. Cause I really want to see you. How cute is that, girly?
I think that would be really nice. Um, let's go into this one. Uh-oh, okay, this one just says shit crappens. We haven't done it. I feel like we haven't done a shit crappens in a really long time. Oh, okay. Hey, Carly, I've been listening to the pod since day one, so I thought I would share my shit crappens story with you. It also crappened at work, which is the most humiliating place you could ever be. Yeah, I guess I agree. I would say work, out on a date. Um, yeah, th those would be the my top two where it's just like, why is this happening right now? I guess also maybe on an airplane. I think on an airplane, it would probably be really bad because it's like you have to just chill for hours. You know, you're not going to be in a place where you can comfortably fix it for a really long time. Yeah, you're, you're too high up in the air. You know, to me, I think it would go airplane date and then work. So it's not the worst place. I'm just trying to make you feel better. Okay. Anyway, a few years ago, I used to work in a nursing home for elderly people. I'm not sure what they're called in the US. I'm in the UK. <gasps> You're in the UK? Okay. Do I have to read this in a British accent now? I think so. Nobody asked for it, but here it is. It was pretty early on. In my <laughs> it was pretty early on in my shift and I felt something was not quite right, but I absolutely hate going to the toilet at work. I thought I could make it until I got home. It was okay for a few hours, but the struggle got real. I held it for what felt like a lifetime. <laughs> I, mean, I know I'm going in and out between like different types of British and then slash Australian slash maybe French. Eventually, I had to accept my own mortality and decided to just go and do it. As the only staff toilet on the floor was in the busiest corridor, my strategy was to just go in and do it as quickly as possible. So if I stunk the place up, nobody would have witnessed me around the toilet. I was going to cover my tracks. I got to the toilet and was absolutely bursting at that point. <laughs> Then the thing happened when you see your, you see the toilet and your po your body just kind of knows that this release is coming. So it starts to move real quick. I turned around and the speed of light yanked down my trousers and my ass didn't even hit the toilet seat. <laughs> Before didn't even hit the toilet see before things just exploded but I made it I was even happy it was so quick so I got to skedaddle ASAP I was in and out of there in two minutes a few hours later I'm on my break and I was with my colleague and she said hey there's something on your uniform no <laughs> There's something on your uniform. Wait, you have shit on your uniform. And lo and behold, I saw that I had shit on my uniform. Unbeknownst to me, I fully shit on the back of my trousers and my top. I repeat, there was shit on my lower back. I was trying to flee the scene and the crime so quickly, I didn't even notice that I shit myself and I was walking around for hours covered in shit. I was like, think, think, think. It's chocolate. No, it's shit. Hmm, I don't think so. Let me smell it. <laughs> you did not. 
No, you did not. You did not. I'm crying. <laughs> this is again, some people will just never admit. Some people will just never admit. <sighs> Tell me that you smelled it. I'm going to die here. Then I went to smell my shit just to prove that it was chocolate. A resident must have left some chocolate on the sofa and sat in it. I, it was the single most humiliating thing that ever happened in my life. Ultimately, me and my colleague ended up really close friends and the nurses who have seen a lot worse. Thank God. She, grac she graciously let the story slide, even though I saw it in her eyes. She didn't buy cho the chocolate story for one second. Yeah, of course she didn't buy the damn chocolate story. I mean, a nurse would know the difference too between chocolate and shit. If anyone's going to know, it's going to be like a mom. It's going to be a nurse, right? They just know. That is so damn funny. Oh, cool. My, oh no. Is my house flooding? I don't know. Um, oh God, that is so damn funny. I can't get over the fact that you smelled it. You did not have to go that far. You did not have to go that far. Um, okay, let's get into this next one here. <laughs> this one says, family lacks compassion. Hey, Carly, love you lots. And I love listening to this podcast. It makes you so happy. You could make me laugh no matter what kind of day I'm having. Oh, well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You were also very nice to me when I met you about five years ago at a comedy club. I asked you how we should pose for a picture if we were lifelong friends and we took a cute selfie and I'll attach it just for fun. Let me see this picture. Oh, how cute. Okay. This is very cute. And I feel like, first of all, I have blonde hair in this picture that she sent and I miss it. And I do remember, I think that was at Levity Live, girl, if I'm, if I'm right. Okay, I'll try and make this as short as possible, but I know once I get going, it will probably be super long and detailed. The bottom line is I'm 26. My parents got divorced when I was five. My dad has done horrible things to me in my life and his side of the family is rude to me and borderline harasses me about my decision to stop seeing him. If I hadn't lived with him since... I haven't lived with him since I was five. So I always had this very fulfilling, loving, happy life with my mom. She got us away from him because he was an alcoholic and always was using all sorts of drugs starting before I was even born. I have never felt that my dad was responsible, selfless, mature, or loving in any way that a father should be. The worst part about it is his family is very dysfunctional and they blindly support him no matter what. He drove drunk with me in the passenger seat. I didn't know that was happening until we were already driving. And then I found out he actually had done it several times before my aunt, his sister found out the next day and she didn't say a word to me, but she texted him saying she loves him and supports him. What? His parents told me what he did was wrong, but he's sick and spun the story to make it out like he's a helpless victim and I'm a monster for being too hard on him. No mention of the fact that he risked my life. I was 18 and could have driven the car um, but he got behind the wheel, hoping that I wouldn't notice. See, now I'm just going to, this is a long email. So I'm going to go kind of piece by piece here because I don't want to forget what I'm thinking about this. A hundred percent, you're right in this situation. If somebody's driving 
drunk with you in the car. How many times do we hear stories about a drunk driver, not only killing themselves or their family members as well, but also hitting another car of just an innocent person that's in the car with their family. I mean, these stories are so common and they're horrific. It's just like, there is absolutely no excuse for someone to be driving drunk with someone in the car or not. You should not be doing it, period. And if you know people that drive drunk all the time, like I remember I cut someone out of my life because she was constantly driving drunk and made me feel like an asshole for being like, girl, this is bad. Like, I'm not getting in the car with you, you know? And we were like, this was years ago. And, you know, it's just like, grow, figure it out. It's either you're going to hurt someone, you're eventually, you're going to hurt someone, you're going to hurt yourself, you're going to get a ticket, you're going to get arrested, you're going to go to jail, like spend $15 and take a fucking Uber, okay? Or have someone else drive, drive you. Okay, so she says... One more story, just so you can get the full picture of the dysfunction. 10 years ago, I was 16 and I went to go on Facebook on my dad's laptop and when I was staying at home at his house for a weekend. I then saw that he had already logged into Facebook, so I decided to go through his messages. My entire life, I have been snooping on him whenever the opportunity presented itself um, because from a young age, I learned, sorry, my freaking, tell me that, okay, here we go. Because from a young age, I learned that every time I looked, I'd find something. Normally, a child shouldn't have that relationship with a parent, but alcoholics are often, quote unquote, the child in the relationship. Basically, please don't judge me for looking. Um, Anyway, I found a message between him and a woman that I didn't know. He said he had a daughter that was 16 years old. I'll never forget his exact words. He said, she's 16. That's dating age. Are you protective? And he said, unfortunately, the poor kid hasn't had many. While I think she's beautiful, I'm afraid the boys at her school find her too fond of my cooking. What? It's been 10 years and I still remember that word for word because it was just so damaging. Nothing can fuck up a 16-year-old girl's self-esteem like her own dad saying that she's too fat to have a boyfriend, even though he said it behind my back and I stumbled upon it. I mean, it's just messed up too, like that a parent would ever say that about their kid, whether they... thought you were going to find out about it or not. That is so terrible. And yeah, you're right. You're 16 is such a, um, you know, such a sensitive age because especially for women, because we're in between this time where we're like kids, right. But we're not really adults yet, but we're not little girls anymore. And you're kind of just getting into the age where, people are dating and people are, you know, have little boyfriends or girlfriends or they're, this one got a first kiss, this one did that. So definitely feeling left out of that is damaging in and of itself. But it's also like, I mean, I know people, we've heard from people also on this podcast that are in their twenties and they've never had a boyfriend or had sex or anything like that. It's just like some people do things differently and a parent should never, ever say things like that about their kid. It's just not okay. Um, My grandma knows this. And just as recently as last year, she still tells me that I was wrong for looking at his messages. She said, he called you beautiful and you should have respected his privacy. Well, I mean, grandma definitely is in denial here. Both arguments he has used as well. To me, I get it. Um, 
I get that you were looking through his stuff. I mean, this was 10 years ago. I think it's silly for them to still be holding this against you, but you know, I don't think you were really necessarily wrong in this situation for feeling the way that you feel. Yes. I don't think we should be going through people's emails or text messages or anything like that, but you know, this was 10 years ago. I'm not going to like tell you not to do that. It's just, it was a long time ago. I'm saying, I think that she's pretty, but the boys at her school think she's fat is not a compliment. Also blaming me for looking instead of acknowledging that he said something really horrible is so unbelievably unhealthy and manipulative. Yes. hundred percent. You're right with that. I'm sorry. This was so long, but these are my two biggest stories that I had to share. And it's only the tip of the iceberg, believe it or not. I do have a nice time with his side of the family when I can visit them one-on-one. If I meet up with my grandma, we avoid talking about my dad. We can have fun and just talk for hours, but that's not a true relationship made of trust. It's just a delicate relationship that would shatter. If either of us tried talking about him, he has been the same jerk my entire life and has never changed. I'm not interested. I'm not interested in ever seeing him again. I choose to skip family events that I know he'll be at and instead to make an effort to meet up with family members on my own. Is there any advice you can give on how to respond when my family members try and shame me? They often try to start a conversation about my dad when I say I don't want to talk about him. They always respond like they're surprised and disgusted um, when they treat me like I'm heart and they treat me like I'm heartless. Thank you so much for any wisdom you can share. So I think that, in every family. First of all, I'm sorry that you had to see that. And I'm sorry that you had, you know, this type of relationship with your dad and his side of the family. It sucks. It sucks. Right. Um, but what I'm thinking about this is like, unfortunately, I think everyone has a family member or, you know, someone close to their family that you just kind of have this relationship with where it's, toxic and it's dysfunctional and we are allowed to make the decision to cut these people out of our lives and it hurts and it sucks because they are your family and you never want to have to do that but if it's affecting your life and your well-being and your mental health I think that sometimes you have to make that choice right but there's people that um these particular people if they're the type of person that's going to just kind of bring all of this unnecessary drama or sadness into their family members' lives, they're usually the same type of people that will never admit that they're wrong. And that's always a huge component of this, where it's like, they'll never admit that they're wrong. They'll never accept that they have a problem, whatever the problem is. Um, They'll never apologize. So it's just one of these things in life that it's like, yeah, it really fucking sucks. But unfortunately, it's, it's a common thing, you know, and I, I feel for you. I feel it. I'm, I'm just like, it, it just sucks, you know? And I don't think you're wrong for saying like, I don't want to be anywhere that he's at because it's just going to bring up old feelings and you don't, you don't want to deal with that. And that's fine. So I think that you've done all the right things in terms of, you know, dealing with him in the future and you don't want to be in the same place as him. That's all good, girl. I'm not going to tell you that you have to have a relationship with him by any means or his side of the family, but this is where it gets tricky. It's because you already made that choice to not have him present in your life, but you do get along with his side of the family. So it's like, they need to respect your boundary and your choices to not be around him and not talk about him. 
And I think you can say that to them, just like, listen, I love you. I love spending time with you. I think we have this great relationship and I want to continue to have this relationship, but you need to understand that I don't want to talk about him. I'm not, I'm tired of, sometimes this is so crazy because I've been in this situation before too. It's like the worst feeling because no matter what, even if you're right, you'll never get that satisfaction of people going, you know what? I see things from your point of view. Even if you're right and you're right in this situation. So even if you're right, you'll never get the understanding from people. And it's not about winning. It's not about, oh, I was right. So I win. It's about just having that respect from other people where they say, you know what? I understand why this hurt you. And I understand why you, this would bother you. But sometimes we just have to make peace with ourselves that we're not going to get that from certain people. I've had to do it. I've had to do it. And it sucks. And it like boils your blood. But they're never going to see things from your point of view because they're blindly, you know, supporting him. And that's a choice that they've made. And that sucks. But you have to just know that you're not going to get that from them, unfortunately. And if you want to still continue and have a relationship with them, then that's great. But you can't expect them. They're, they're not going to do it. And it sucks. They should do it, but they're not going to. Um, so I would just tell them, listen, I need you to respect my boundary. I don't want to talk about him. I don't want to see him. And I want a relationship with you guys. So if you can't give me that and, and appreciate the, you know, me going out of my way to make plans with you and seeing you, um, then I don't know what to tell you, but you know, it's what it is and that's it because the, you continuing to talk about it with them is going to give you nothing. It's just gonna make you more upset because they'll never give you that. So it's just like, it's weird having a, a relationship with someone where you're like, I love you in every, every way, except we can't talk about this one thing. Otherwise I want to punch you in your face. You know what I'm saying? And I have, I have a relationship with people in my life like that, where it's just like, Hey, I love the shit out of you, but there's certain things we just can't touch on. We just can't touch on it. Um, but yeah, you guys, I think, um, I think, was that the last, hold on. Okay. And if you guys did send in, sometimes these emails, you know, they slip through the cracks. I try and keep everything condensed into like per episode. But, um, if you send something and I don't read it, you can just bump it up and send it to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. So we have another shit crappens and then we're, and then we're hitting the road here, ladies. So this says, hi, Carly and the fur babies. I am a recent fan of the potty. Thanks to my wonderful girlfriend, but a longtime fan of you since girl code days. Oh, well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And thank your girlfriend for me too. I have an older shit crappens story uh, that I was recently reminded of because of our four year anniversary, uh, because of the four year anniversary of it happening. Thank you. iPhone memories. Oh no. See some things we just have to leave behind. <laughs> Uh, okay. I currently live in Arizona, but the summer after I graduated college, I was living in Washington, DC for a summer internship. I'm a big fan of museums and history. So I used to explore the city for, uh, city daily and go for long walks. I am also a big fan of Trader Joe's. I love Trader Joe's. I I'm sorry to interrupt this email, but girl, I love Trader Joe's. If you ever see me in a Trader Joe's, don't talk to me. I'm having too much fun. 
I'm having a freaking party in a Trader Joe's. I don't know why. And I know there's people, here's the thing. There's people who either love Trader Joe's or they absolutely hate Trader Joe's. There's no in between here. You're not like, oh, I kind of feel whatever about Trader Joe's. I'm obsessed with it. I want to go every day. And the way that there's a line around the actual building of Trader Joe's says a lot about the establishment. And I will say that, and I will go to bat for that. Okay. It says a lot about a grocery store. If they have a damn line, they have people waiting. Like it's, it's a club outside. Can you imagine? That's how you know it's a special place. They have the best frozen food section. Oh my God. I always buy the, um, the chicken, um, Samo samosas. Are they samosas or Samoas? I don't know. Jason Momoas, but they're so freaking good. Okay. And they have the best snacks and they have funky things that are new and in season and they have good, like, you know, the produce is a produce it's whatever, but they have the best sauces and dips and, Oh my God, I never will go in there and not spend a hundred something dollars. I usually go on Saturdays. I, I usually go on Saturdays with my best friend. That's like our thing that we do. So if you see me in a Trader Joe's, high five me because I'm having the time of my freaking life, okay? And girl, if you shit at a Trader Joe's, no. I really hope you didn't shit at a Trader Joe's. Please, Lord. Oh my God. I have a bad feeling about this email. Okay. Here we go. I'm a big fan of Trader Joe's and was ecstatic to learn that my apartment was only two blocks from one. Wow, goals. TJ's was pretty much the only place I did my shopping since it was so close. And since I was shopping for one, I loved that they had already prepared meals. One of my favorite foods from there is the hot salsa and made sure to always have it stocked in my fridge. One Friday night after a long week of work, I decided to indulge in my own happy hour of Trader Joe's chips and hot salsa. And I didn't think twice because these are foods I would often eat. The next morning, I decided to go for a casual stroll to the White House, which was about a mile away from my apartment. About 10 minutes into the walk, I started having some abdominal pains and gas. I didn't think that much of it. Two minutes later, some, oh God, the same pains again, except this time I know it's not gas. At this point, I'm a good half a mile from the apartment and I know that it's real. I immediately start to beeline it back to my place knowing I don't have that much time. Girl, you're not gonna make it. You're not gonna make it. No, when you feel that, you have about, here's the thing. When you feel that emergency, if you're standing up, I would say you have, especially if you're standing up, you're moving, you're walking, you have about two minutes. And that's just, that's just what I've, that's just what I've think, what I notice, what I think. If you're sitting and you're clenching, you could probably make it about 15 minutes, you know, cause you're sitting. But if you're up and you're moving, you can only clench so hard when you're walking. No, girl, you're not going to make it. I already know she's not going to make it. Okay, let's see. I beeline it back to my place knowing that I don't have much time before this is real trouble. Also, if you've ever been to DC, you know that public restrooms are few and far between. So my only option was to book at home, butt cheeks clenched. <laughs> I'm power walking faster than I've ever moved in my 22 year old body, ignoring stoplights and crosswalk signs. Uh, what took me about 12 minutes one day took me five, 
one way took me five minutes to return. I finally make it to my building. Oh, you made it girl. Wow. Okay. So she was really clenching. Uh, I finally make it to my building and I know time is quickly running out. I live on the sixth floor and I know that if I don't act fast, (laughs) I'm going to get messy in the elevator. (sighs) I see a table in my lobby with some bed, bath and beyond coupons and I grab a handful, cover my ass with the 20% off coupons and brace myself. What? Not much longer. Oh my God. As I'm hurling towards the sixth floor in the elevator, the lava starts to come. I love that. All of these emails, you guys always call it lava. Because your butt is a volcano. Thankfully, my plan worked as expected. And the Bed Bath & Beyond coupons are keeping it all from becoming a mess since I was wearing shorts. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I said, cover my ass with the 20% off coupons. Hold on. So did you put the coupons in your pants? Oh my God. I storm into the apartment and race to the bathroom, ignoring the concerns of my roommate, though there's a definite mess on the floor. Oh no, not a mess on the floor. I make it to the bathroom and finally I'm able to do it fully uh but needless to say i will never buy the trader joe's hot pico de gallo again okay well speak for yourself there sister because i've enjoyed that i've enjoyed that salsa several times and really never once had an issue so this really sounds like i don't know if this is a i don't know if we need to come for trader joe's maybe you had a little parasite or something but wow (laughs) wow yeah yep that'll do it that'll do it girl but i love you guys thank you so much for tuning in we didn't get any we didn't get any fuck mary kills um this week so do you want to do we'll make one up we'll make one up what should it be so i feel like we should add trader joe's into it but i feel like that might be a little um uh you know what let's do Trader Joe's, I'm just going to do my favorite places. Trader Joe's, ooh, Target. Don't get me started. And and I'm going to say the TJ Maxx franchise because I don't, you know, want to not mention Marshalls and, and stuff like that. Uh, even though TJ is clearly superior, but the, hey, that's a battle we can have another day. So Target, Trader Joe's, no. And... Okay, TJ. I don't know why I did this because this is actually the hardest one I've ever had to do. I can't kill. Oh my God. Okay, I can't kill Trader Joe's because I go there the most. Like I'm always in a Trader Joe's. I haven't been to a TJ Maxx in a really long time. I haven't been to a Target in even longer. But even though I love them, there's just not any near me. The the one that's in Brooklyn, the Target that's in Brooklyn, but it's kind of far from me still, it's not a good Target. And the ones in the city, they're not good Targets. They're so tiny. I'm like, you call this a freaking Target? Get out of my face with that. They they have these mini Targets. I'm like, the whole point of Target is so because it's gigantic. I want to spend an entire day there. I don't want to just run in. This is an outing for me. So I'm going to say I'm going to marry Trader Joe's because it's the most consistent in my life. I I trust it. I know what I'm going to get. Unfortunately, 
some of us don't have that same experience as the shit crappens just proved. Some of us might get a little sick from the food. I feel great after I eat at Trader Joe's. So, okay, I'm marrying Trader Joe's and then I, am I fucking Target or am I fucking TJ Maxx? I'm trying to think of which one makes me feel more. <laughs> which one makes me feel <laughs> more horny? Like, I feel like it might be... <laughs> It might be TJ Maxx. It might be TJ Maxx. I'm going to have to kill Target, you guys. And this sucks for me. But I have, I'm going to tell you why. And, and hopefully you guys will understand. So I don't, it's ingrained in me. I was raised this way. I need a bargain. I'm a bargain shopper. Okay. And I, and I will be, I don't care if I am a billionaire one day, I'm going to be a bargain shopper. And that's just the way it is. It's who I am. It's in my blood. Okay. It's been passed down to me from generation to generation. So target, you're getting great stuff and it's a boy. Oh boy. Is it a fun day? You know, it's a real treat to go to a target, but I'm not going to lie. Target things aren't necessarily on sale. You're not getting a deal there. Things are actually kind of regularly priced, if not a little pricey for what they are. I mean, the last time I was in there, this was like two years ago. I remember seeing a fake, um, mini, uh, like succulent plant that was like rubber and it was like 20 something dollars. I'm like, I know targets kidding me right now. So target, you're not really getting a bargain. You're, you're going to go into target and you're going to walk out spending $500. TJ, uh, you know, there have been times where you go in there and you get, uh, just speaking for myself, I did get a really nice sweater there a couple of years ago. Um, and it was, it's from freaking Italy, you know? And I'm like, wow, this was a real steal. And the stuff that's still expensive at TJ Maxx is really nice. Cause they have like nice, you know, they have this, like whatever they've been doing the last few years where it's like, you get like, they have fancy shit there now you know, they have pretty fancy shit at TJ Maxx. So I'm going to fuck TJ Maxx. I'm going to kill Target. Sorry, Target, but you got to go. You got to change your prices. You got to change your prices. Um, and then, yeah, of course you got to marry Trader Joe's because you got to stay fed in, in a marriage. And that's that you guys tell me what you would do with that. Uh, you can send in questions always to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. Um, and I will hope you guys have a great week and I'll see you next week. Bye.